Whoever that is in the heavens and the earth. Meaning he is their khaliq, he is their malik. وَمَنْ عِنْدَهُ And those who are near him, meaning the carriers of the throne, the angels that carry the throne of Allah, those angels that are closest to him, لَا يَسْتَكْبِرُونَ عَنْ عِبَادَتِهِ They are not arrogant from worshipping him. Meaning arrogance does not prevent them from worshipping him. They do not consider themselves too great to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because anything, any creature, anyone, the closer they are to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the more they realize their own insignificance. Because the more you realize the greatness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the more you get to know Allah, you also realize how small you are. You also realize how little you are. I mean, just think about it. If you start looking at basic facts about this universe, how old it is, how big it is, all right, how much it has, how many planets, how many stars, how many galaxies, how much time has passed. I mean, these details, you cannot even imagine them in your head. You can't. Just one thing. Imagine. It takes eight minutes for sun's light to reach the earth. Eight minutes. So the light that we see outside, that's coming from the sun, it actually left the sun, how long ago? Eight minutes ago. And imagine the speed of light. Just imagine the speed of light. Alright? When you turn the light on in your room, how quickly does it reach the floor? How quickly? It doesn't even take a second. It doesn't even take a millisecond. Right? And just compare the light in your room to the power of the sun. So what does that show you? How huge this galaxy is. Just how huge is just the distance between the earth and the sky. How vast this universe is. And then when you think of that hadith which tells us that the universe, what is it compared to the arsh of Allah, compared to Allah's throne? Like a ring in a desert. Just reflect on the universe and what do you realize? How small you are. Isn't that so? And this is just studying ourselves. Alright? Now imagine, the closer a person is to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the closer a servant is to Allah, the more he realizes how small he is and how great Allah is. This is why Allah tells us, فَعْلَمْ أَنَّهُ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّهُ no, you should have this knowledge that there is only one God. That no one is worthy of worship but Allah. Get to know Allah. And when you learn about His attributes, His names, His oneness, you realize how great He is. Allahu Akbar. He is truly the greatest. So those who realize Allah is the greatest, those who are close to Allah, they are never arrogant before Allah. They never feel that they are too big to worship Allah. No. They only feel that they are too small before Allah. That no matter what they do, no matter how much they do, it's never enough. Never ever. لَا يَسْتَقْبِرُونَ عَنْ عِبَادَتِي And this shows to us that if a person ever feels too proud to worship Allah, then are they close to Him? No. 
they are not close to him at all. You know, like it is said about this righteous man that Shaitan once said to him that you're so righteous, you don't need to pray anymore. You're so good. You're so good. You have such a high level that you don't beyond prayer. You're beyond salah. You don't need to pray. You understand? So that man, he said, that well, even the prophets had to pray. Even the prophets had to pray. I mean, certainly I haven't reached the level of a prophet. Right? And if the prophets had to pray, then of course I have to pray also. So those who are near Allah, لا يستكبرون عن عبادته. They never feel too arrogant to worship Allah. ولا يستحسرون. Nor do they tire. يستحسرون is from حاسين را. Does this remind you of a word? Which one? Which word? Hasra. What does hasra mean? Regret. Hmm? Now, when you do something for a very, 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 very long time and you get tired in the process, do you have any regrets? Do you? Let me give you an example. If you're just writing, 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 without any break, okay? And every time you feel like you should have a break, you say, no, no, I'll, I'll keep writing, I'll keep writing. What happens? What happens eventually to your hand? Does it hurt? Yes. Can you seriously injure your hand? Yes, you can. There have been many times. So then what do you feel? Regret. I should have stopped. I should have taken a break. Right? When you're watching TV, all right, and you feel like, I should really stop now. I should really stop now. Enough. But you don't. You watch the next episode as well. And then you watch the next episode as well. And the next thing you know, it's 2.30 in the morning. Do you have regrets? Maybe not at that time, but the next day you will have regrets. Right? So, istahsara, istahsara is to get tired, get tired and bored because of doing something for a very long time. Right? And what happens when you're doing something for a very long time, you begin to lose your enthusiasm. You're not motivated anymore. You become bored. This word istahsara is also to become tired by travel. That if a person has been traveling for a very long time, then what happens? They become tired. They just want to get to their destination. Right? It's like when you take a flight that's 14 hours long, at the beginning you're very excited. I can't wait until I get there. I'm going to get to meet my friends. I'm going to get to meet my family. Eight hours later you're thinking, was this worth it? Is this worth it? Right? You begin to wonder. And then the last hour you're thinking, you know what, I think the next trip is going to be maybe 10 years later. Or you know what, I'm not going again. People have to come visit me. I'm not going to visit them. You get so tired and bored, all that energy and enthusiasm and that excitement that you had about going, خلاص, it's finished. So the angels, Allah says, لا يستحسرون They never get tired and bored because of worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They never become jaded. They never lose their enthusiasm in worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Their spirits are always high. They're always eager to worship Allah. What happens to us? Three days in a row, if we fast, then the fourth day we're like, you know what, I'm done. Right? Four days, every day in the morning, you recite the Qur'an, the fifth day you're like, you know what, I'll take a break. 
لا يستحسرون the angels don't do that يسبحون الليل والنهار they do tasbih in the night and the day لا يفترون they do not slacken يفترون فترة فترة is to cool off so for example something hot you just cooked it then what do you do you leave it to cool off hot water or hot tea what happens to it you leave it for some time and it will cool off it will become lukewarm this is fatara la yafturun meaning their enthusiasm it never cools off they're always eager to worship allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so in other words allah does not need our ibadah at all at all allah's angels they engage in ibadah how uninterruptedly they don't stop at all without any breaks they do it as easily as we breathe how do we breathe do we think okay five breaths okay let me count okay now 15 now my next goal is 60 no you don't count your breaths you don't have to push yourself to breathe it comes naturally it's part of you likewise the angels they worship allah subhanahu wa ta'ala constantly without ever being distracted from ibadah does he need our ibadah does he need our worship no way he doesn't need our worship so if we worship him if we listen to him who are we benefiting only ourselves am or ittakhadu have they taken alihatan gods min al ard from the earth meaning have they made idols gods they have called them gods a person an animal a creature a mountain a rock and they have made they have declared them to be god and where are they from these beings whom they call god min al ard they are from the earth so for example an idol that has been made it's been made from stone gold silver stone gold silver where is it from has it fallen down from the sky has it come from the sun where is it from from the earth min al ard people who are declared god or whom people think that they have some divine qualities where are they from min al ard and where is allah subhanahu wa ta'ala where is he above his arsh and where is the arsh above the samawat so allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he is the highest and look at what people are turning to that which is from the earth amittakhadhu alihatan min al ard in other words oh people what are you doing do you realize what you're doing you are from the earth you are from the earth and something else that's from the earth you say it's your god how can that be your god when it is something that you have produced yourself or you have crafted yourself or it is something that is of equal value as you or even lesser than you how could that be your god amittakhadhu alihatan min al ard hum yunshirun they will resurrect meaning you think that these gods will cause resurrection yunshirun nunshin ra what does this mean to bring the dead to life resurrect the dead you think they will resurrect the dead if they could resurrect the dead if they had life and death in their control they would have put life in themselves first they would have saved themselves from dying first if they cannot resurrect how can they be god if they're from the earth how can they be god law kana fihima if there had been in both of them in both of what in the sky and the earth alihatun gods 
Meaning multiple gods. إِلَّا Allah besides Allah. So in other words, if these things that you call God were actually God beside Allah, if they were actually gods, if there were multiple gods in this universe, then what would happen? لَفَسَدَتَا Surely they both would have been corrupted. What? The sky and the earth. Both would be corrupted. Fasad. What is fasad? Chaos. Madness. Destruction. When something is spoiled, it's ruined. It would have decayed. This universe would have been ruined. So the fact that the universe we see, you know, it has perfect balance and harmony in it. It's amazing how, you know, if a star moves, if a star moves, it's not just that mass which is moving. It also has, you know, this energy around it that's moving with it so that nothing will collide. Nothing will hit it. Yani, this perfect balance, who has created this? If it exists, what does it show? There's one force behind all of this. If the rain is falling down, and as a result, something is growing out of the earth, and as a result, there's life on earth, what does that show? That the earth and the sky, the clouds and the wind, the plants and these creatures, everything is under who? One being, one force. You know, for instance, if you see that a particular organization, for example, one person is saying one thing, another person is saying another thing, another person is saying another thing. What do you realize? What's missing here? Who's missing? A leader is missing. Right? Because if there was a leader, then there would be more organization. Right? Then everybody would be saying the same thing. But when you hear one thing from one individual and something completely different from the other, each one is functioning in their own independent way. What does that mean? Ikhtilaf is because there is no one in charge. That's the reason. But you don't see this chaos in this earth. Or do you? No. You don't see this chaos in what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created. Why? Because who is behind all of this? Only one Allah. He is the Khaliq. He created. He is the Malik. He is the owner. And He is also the Mudabbir. The planner. The one who regulates the affairs of His creation. So what is the proof that there is only one God? What's the evidence? Exactly. That this world, the sky, is not in chaos. Fasubhanallah. So glorified is Allah. Rabbil Arshi, the Lord of the throne, only one Lord. Amma yasifun, above what they describe. And also remember that if there are multiple people in authority, then would there be a power struggle? Of course there would be. And as that power struggle happens, then what's the result? What's the result? So many casualties, so many losses. Isn't it? I mean, think about it. There's one seat, one chair, all right, that two people are fighting over. One pushes the other and he pushes the former. What happens in this pushing back and forth? So many lives are lost. I went to a training session for like a Dawah training once and one of the uh, descriptions that the instructor said for uh, our description of what a God is, that He is all-powerful. And so it would make no sense for there to be, like you can't have more than one being that is all-powerful because then the power is automatically split. Exactly. And when it's split, then what will happen? Fasad, destruction. Right? 
فَسُبْحَانَ اللَّهِ رَبِّ الْعَرْشِ The Lord of the throne, the supreme throne, only one Lord. عَمَّا يَصِفُونَ Above what they describe. لَا يُسْأَلُوا He is not questioned. عَمَّا يَفْعَلُوا About what He does. What He does, what He decides, He's not to be questioned about it. وَهُمْ يُسْأَلُونَ And they will be questioned. This is the difference between us and Him. This is the difference between خَالِق and مَخْلُوق. Who is خَالِق? When he decides something, when he does something, nobody can question his wisdom and his decision and his knowledge and his judgment. Nobody can. And if they do, what if somebody questions the wisdom of Allah? Then what? Allah, why did you decide this? Then what? Then what? Think. If a person says, I don't accept Allah's decision. I don't accept that Allah decided leaves to be green. I think they should all be red. Every leaf should be red. Okay, go ahead, object and complain and question and fuss and fret. You'll be upset. It's not going to make a difference. You understand? It's not going to make a difference to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. At all. At all. Only you will be miserable. You will be unhappy. So remember, لا يسأل عما يفعل what Allah does, He is not to be questioned about it. Because He is God. He is Khaliq. He is the one who is all-powerful, all-knowledgeable, all-wise. And we, what is our reality? We are ignorant, we make mistakes, we are unaware. So, وَهُمْ يُسْأَلُونَ They will be questioned. So if Allah orders something, He allows something to happen, we are no ones to question His wisdom. He gives life, He gives death, He gives wealth, He gives health, or He takes it away, no one has a right to ask Him why He did what He did. But we, as creation, as people, we are going to be asked. In the Quran, Surah Al-Hijr, Allah says, فَوَرَبِّكَ لَنَسْأَلَنَّهُمْ أَجْمَعِينَ عَمَّا كَانُوا يَعْمَلُونَ Definitely, by your Lord, we're going to question all of them about what they have been doing. Um, or اتَّخَذُوا مِن دُونِهِ آلِهَا Have they taken gods beside him? First was, they have made, they have taken, as in they have declared different beings to be God. Allah says, اَمِتَّخَذُوا مِن دُونِهِ آلِهَا They have taken gods besides Allah. قُلْ Say to them, هَاتُوا بُرْهَانَكُمْ Bring your burhan, bring your proof, produce your proof. What is burhan? Burhan is a decisive, Proof. Yani such a proof or evidence that is presented and it makes the matter clear. Barhana. Barhana is when a person says or does amazing things and he overcomes others. So basically he wins because of what he says or because of what he does. So this is what burhan is. Such a proof, such an evidence that brings victory. That solves the argument that makes the matter clear. So bring a proof, produce a proof. If you say these are gods, Hada dhikru mammari. This is the dhikr of those who are with me. Meaning this Quran, which gives the message of Tawheed, this is the dhikr, meaning this Quran is the message for who? Mammari. Those who are with me. So, what do we believe in? In Tawheed. Wa dhikru, and it's also the message of who? Man qabli. Those before me. Meaning the prophets that came before. The scriptures that were revealed before, even they gave the same message. What message? Of Tawheed. You understand? On the one hand is shirk. 
And on the other is Tawheed. For shirk, Allah says, tell these people who do shirk, produce your proof. But when it comes to Tawheed, is there proof? Yes, there is. What is the proof? Divine revelation. Dhikru mamari. Dhikr for those who are with me and also dhikr of those who were before me. Because every prophet brought the same message. Didn't he? Every prophet. Adam alayhi salam, Nuh alayhi salam, Ibrahim alayhi salam, after him, the prophets of Bani Israel, all the prophets brought the same message that there is only one God. بَلْ أَكْثَرُهُمْ Rather, most of them, لَا يَعْلَمُونَ الْحَقِّ They do not know the truth. فَهُمْ مُعْرِضُونَ So they turn away. So in other words, those who do shirk are being told that you have no evidence for what you do. Look at the present scripture and look at the scriptures that were sent before. What is the main message? Who is God? The Creator. And who is He? Allah, only one. So when people do shirk, what is behind their shirk? Ignorance. And most people are happy to remain ignorant. Why? Because then they can follow their desires. وَمَا أَرُسَلْنَا مِنْ قَبْلِكَ مِنْ رَسُولٍ And we did not send before you any messenger إِلَّا نُوحِي إِلَيْهِ Except that we revealed to him أَنَّهُ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا أَنَا That indeed there is no God worthy of worship but I, meaning except Allah, فَعْبُدُونِي So worship me. This was the message brought by all of the prophets of Allah. That there is only one God and He should be worshipped. وَقَالُوا And they say, اِتَّخَذَ الرَّحْمَنُ وَلَدًا The most merciful has taken a child. Now one form of shirk is being mentioned here. And what is that? Saying that Allah has children. Allah says, Subhanahu, glorified He is. بَلْ عِبَادٌ Rather those people whom you call Allah's children, who are they? They are ibad, they are Allah's servants. What kind of servants? Mukramun, Those who are honored. Meaning who have a high position of honor near Him. So for instance, angels. The mushrikeen of Makkah believed that they were Allah's daughters. Allah says, Subhanahu, bal ibadu mukramun. They are Allah's servants, honorable servants. Isa alayhi salam, people say he's Allah's son. There was a particular group of Yahud who said that Uzair alayhi salam, the Prophet of Allah, was also Allah's son. Billah. What do we learn over here? No, they're not his children. Because he is Ahad. Then who are these people? Who are these angels? Who are these men? They are ibadun. Mukramun Servants who are honorable in the sight of Allah. You notice something over here? Ibadun Mukramun What brings honor to a person near Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? What? Servitude and worship. This is what makes a person honorable in the sight of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. La yasbiqunahu bilqawl They are honorable and just think about it. If someone has you know, a position of honor all right, in an organization or in a family, then what do you expect this person to do? Speak their mind? right? Anything they feel, they should just say it. Whatever they think is right, that's what they should say and it should be accepted. But these angels or these prophets who are honorable near Allah, how are they before Allah? لا يسبقونه بالقول. They do not precede him in word. يسبقونه. They get ahead. لا يسبقونه. They do not get ahead of who? 
of Allah بالقول in word meaning when it comes to speech when it comes to speech they only hear Allah they don't dare speak before him they don't interrupt rather they listen they listen they show their humility before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala وَهُمْ بِأَمْرِهِ يَعْمَلُونَ and they at his command they يَعْمَلُونَ they do meaning they obey they act they follow when they're given a command they follow so first of all they listen they don't interrupt and secondly when they have heard what do they do? in one ear and out the other what do they do? they follow they obey who is being described over here? ibadun mukramun these are the honorable servants of Allah they listen attentively to Allah's words they pay attention they listen with respect why? because if we haven't listened how can we understand? how can we know? if we haven't listened and if we haven't known how can we act? how can we follow? you understand? so for instance if your mother is giving you instructions do this and this and this and at that time you're like yeah yeah okay fine she's trying to talk to you and you keep interrupting her after every sentence giving her your feedback or or saying what you think about that matter are you going to understand what she has said to you? no you're never going to understand and what she has said to you will you be able to follow? no is that something of honor? no what is of honor? listening attentively with humility and then following what has been said لا يسبقونه بالقول وهم بأمره يعملون in Surah Al-Tahrim Ayah 6 also we learn لا يعصون الله ما أمرهم they do not disobey Allah in what He has ordered them ويفعلون ما يؤمرون and they do exactly as they've been commanded يعلم ما بين أيديهم He knows what is before them وما خلفهم and what is behind them who? every creature but specifically عباد مكرمون he knows what is before them presently and what is behind them, meaning to come after them. وَلَا يَشْفَعُونَ And they do not intercede. Who? The angels or the prophets. They will not do shafa'ah. إِلَّا except لِمَنِ ارْتَضَى For those whom He is pleased with. For those whom Allah is pleased with. Allah approves that yes, shafa'ah may be done for them. Intercession may be done for them. وَهُمْ مِنْ خَشْيَتِهِ مُشْفِقُونَ And they are out of his fear, they are mushfiqoon, they are apprehensive. You know, generally we think that if a person is very righteous, then they can say anything to Allah. And they can change Allah's decision. And if Allah decides that somebody should go to hellfire, that righteous saint, that righteous person should come and rescue that person, and Allah will just accept. Really? Is this what we think about Allah? Allah, Al-Khaliq, Al-Malik, everyone before Him is humble. They are His servants. And those closest to Him, you think they would disrespect Allah in this manner? Never. Impossible. Those who are closest to Allah are the most humble and most fearful. Most fearful. Think about the Prophet ﷺ. How revelation was sent to him. He was taken up on Miraj. He was given the command to pray. And yet, he was the same man who was most afraid of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Most fearful, most conscious, most alert. 
Because we see that he spent his nights praying. He spent his days fasting. He was the most truthful in speech, most fair in his conduct, in his dealings with people. Why? Out of the fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the more a person knows Allah, the more correct they are in their attitude. And it is not possible that they would disrespect Allah. No, they would accept Allah's decision. So we see over here that those closest to Allah, they will not even intercede for anyone unless Allah allows, unless Allah approves. And their state is that وَهُمْ مِنْ خَشْيَتِهِ مُشْفِقُونَ They are from His خَشْيَةِ مُشْفِقُونَ خَشْيَةِ What kind of fear is this? Fear out of? That when you're afraid of someone, why? Because of their greatness. Like for example, if you're working somewhere, alright, and you have a very ordinary position, and then there comes the boss, or the CEO, or the owner of that company, then what happens? I mean, you feel intimidated, right? Because there's a difference in the level, in the rank. Forget about this. If you see somebody with a more expensive you know, gadget or anything, then what happens? We begin to feel so less in front of them. You walk into an expensive store, right, where they sell two me bags or something, and each bag is like $8,000 or $15,000, you're like, you feel like, huh, you're so small. Right? Why? Because when you feel that someone is greater than you, instantly that makes you fearful. Concerned for yourself. This is khashiyah. So, وَهُمْ مِنْ خَشْيَتِهِ They are out of his fear. Mushfiqoon. Mushfiqoon, plural of mushfiq. Sheen, faqa. Ishfaq. You know what shafaq is? What is shafaq? Do you think sunsets are beautiful? Why are they beautiful? What do you see in the sky? Blue sky? What do you see? Color. You see red, orange, purple, blue, pink, and all those shades in between. Right? This is Shafaq. Have you seen any picture of aurora lights? Those green and blue and purple lights in the sky? Right? Has anyone seen them? Like in reality? Okay. Inshallah, it's my dream to see them. Inshallah. I don't know when. So my wish. Anyway, that is Shafaq. That beautiful color that you see in the sky. Alright? Now, you see light in it and you also see darkness in it. It's two opposite things coming together. Isn't it? So shafaq, ishfaq, it gives the meaning of love and fear. When you feel like someone loves you and you're taken care of, but at the same time you're afraid of them. It's a very unique feeling. You don't have this feeling for everybody. There's only few individuals. And definitely for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because you feel like Allah loves you, right? He cares for you, which is why He gave you what you have. He allows you to do what you can do. But at the same time, when you look at your actions, right? Then you're full of fear. So it's a combination of both love and fear. But when this word comes with min, wahum min khashiyati mushfiqoon, then the element of fear is greater. Alright? And when this word comes with ala, then the element of love is greater. Alright? So, وَهُمْ مِنْ خَشْيَتِهِ مُشْفِقُونَ They are out of his fear. They're apprehensive. And he always 
conscious and alert. وَمَنْ يَقُلْ مِنْهُمْ And whoever says among them, إِنِّي إِلَاهٌ مِنْ دُونِهِ That I am God besides him. Meaning any servant of Allah, regardless of his position near Allah, if he says that he is God, فَذَلِكَ نَجْزِيهِ جَهَنَّمْ Then that we shall recompense him with hell. كَذَلِكَ نَجْزِي الظَّالِمِينَ Thus do we recompense the wrongdoers. Meaning it doesn't matter whether it's an angel or a prophet or a righteous man. If someone says they are God, that's a lie. And that's a statement of injustice. And what's the result of it? Jahannam. It's hellfire. Nothing but hellfire. And no prophet of Allah would ever make a claim like that. No angel would ever make a claim like that. No true servant of Allah would ever make a claim like that. And if anyone... Despite their high status, if they make a claim like that, then what's their ultimate end? Hellfire. This is just like how in the Qur'an Allah says about all the prophets that وَلَوْ أَشْرَكُوا If they did shirk, لَحَبِطَ عَنْهُمْ مَا كَانُوا يَعْمَلُونَ Whatever they've done would be wasted. It doesn't matter who they are. Their shirk will nullify everything that they've done. Likewise, it doesn't matter who a person is. If he says he is God, he's finished. خلاص. His end will be hell. That is his outcome. Let's listen to the recitation of these ayat. وَلَهُ مَن فِي السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ وَمَنْ عِنْدَهُ لَا يَسْتَكْبِرُونَ عَنْ عِبَادَتِهِ وَلَا يَسْتَحْسِرُونَ يُسَبِّحُونَ اللَّيْلَ وَالنَّهَارَ لَا يَفْتُرُونَ أَمِ اتَّخَذُوا آلِهَةً مِّنَ الْأَرْضِ هُمْ يُنْشِرُونَ لَوْ كَانَ فِيهِمَا آلِهَةٌ إِلَّا اللَّهُ لَفَسَدَتَا فَسُبْحَانَ اللَّهِ رَبِّ الْعَرْشِ عَمَّا يَصِفُونَ لَا يُسْأَلُ عَمَّا يَفْعَلُ وَهُمْ يُسْأَلُونَ أَمِ اتَّخَذُوا مِن دُونِهِ آلِهَةً قُلْ هَاتُوا بُرْهَانَكُمْ هَذَا ذِكْرُ مَنْ مَعِيَ وَذِكْرُ مَنْ قَبْلِي بَلْ أَكْثَرُهُمْ لَا يَعْلَمُونَ الْحَقَّ فَهُمْ وَمَا أَرْسَلْنَا مِنْ قَبْلِكَ مِنْ رَسُولٍ إِلَّا نُوحِي إِلَيْهِ أَنَّهُ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا أَنَا فَاعْبُدُونَ وَقَالُوا اتَّخَذَ الرَّحْمَنُ وَلَدًا سُبْحَانَهُ بَلْ عِبَادٌ مُكْرَمُونَ لا يسبقونه بالقول وهم بأمره يعملون يعلم ما بين أيديهم وما خلفهم ولا يشفعون إلا لمن ارتضى وهم من خشيته مشفقون ومن يقل منهم إني إله من دونه فَذَلِكَ نَجْزِيهِ جَهَنَّمَ كَذَلِكَ نَجْزِي الظَّالِمِينَ Go ahead. In the verse, 
case where Allah SWT is talking about how they claim that the, uh, the most merciful has a son, I feel it really interesting that Allah SWT uses the word the most merciful, that how could they be so disrespectful and so rude and so just unjust to someone who has done so much good for them. And this claim is based on ignorance. لا يعلمون الحق They don't know the truth. And just think about it. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has done so much يعني, benefit to us. He's shown so many favors to us. And we are ignorant of Him. And based on ignorance, we say things about Him. This is absolute injustice. Inshallah, we'll conclude over here. Subhanakallahumma bihamdik. Ashadu an la ilaha illa anta. Astaghfiruka wa atubu ilayk. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.